0: Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, as we get a day closer to Saturday's wildcard playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Raiders get bad injury news on a key defensive player. We'll talk about that. Plus, the Raiders under the radar, AKA Hidden Gems, the players on the roster that you might not be thinking about and talking about, but are playing a major role. Your calls and texts are all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Tuesday, January 11th, 2022.
1: You're Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
2: just win. your
3: team just every win. day.
2: Just win. You to win is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's calm.
0: And welcome into today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. It is being brought to you today by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's playoffs. And thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. and Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. So as we get a little bit closer to Saturday's big wild card matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals in a very cold environment, it's expected to be about 28 degrees with snow on the ground. The Raiders found out on Monday afternoon that defensive tackle Darius Philon, who made several big plays against the Chargers Sunday night, suffered a torn Patella tendon in the game. He will start the recovery process and his season is officially over and that is a big deal. He is one of the under the radar guys that I'm I'm actually going to talk about in segment number two but came up with a big fourth and one stop on uh, the Raiders are actually on the Chargers 18-yard line Brandon Staley decided to go for it and Darius Filon came up with a big play but that's not the only big play he's made throughout the course of the season so he got carted off the field on Sunday night uh, you kind of knew that it was going to be a pretty serious injury Rich Basaccia alluded to it earlier in the day on Monday and uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN put out the tweet that it was officially a torn Patel tendon so unfortunately for the Raiders Darius Filon season Comes to an end. Also, I had a couple little nuggets that I wanted to pass on about the Raiders and the postseason. The first one is about Derek Carr. He's going to make his playoff debut after ranking fifth in passing yards in 2021. He had a career high 4,804 yards, became the fourth player with at least 3,000 passing yards in each of his first eight seasons. In NFL history, he's the fifth player to reach 30,000 passing yards. And officially, he had 31,700 in his first eight seasons of all time. And he finally gets that opportunity to play in the postseason. Didn't get that chance in 2016, the last time the Raiders qualified because of injury. Also wanted to pass this along. The Raiders postseason win percentage, fifth all time. They have 25 wins and 19 losses for a 568 win percentage. Only teams ahead of them all time, the Patriots, 49ers, Packers, and Steelers. And of course, as we all know, a lot of that has to do with the history of the Silver and Black. There hasn't been a lot of postseason activity for the Raiders in a very long time, but just kind of let you know how difficult it is to get to the postseason, post-season consistently and win consistently as the Raiders, again, fifth all-time and 25-19 for a 568 win percentage. They will play on Saturday, January 15th, 1.30 Pacific Standard Time. They're the fifth seed going up against the fourth seed, Cincinnati Bengals. Rich Basaccia who met with the media on Monday talked about getting the chance to play the Bengals again after losing to them in the regular season will that familiarity help them in Saturday's game
2: well you know anytime you get to play a team but you know we've we've said before we're going to play them with a different team we played them with before and they're probably going to play us with different players than than we played them with the first time and you know we had the two turnovers in the fourth quarter and and they have a formidable run game, you know, and mixing what they're doing. I think they just had the rookie of the year and the receiver who's a tremendous player. He had great chemistry with Burrell, um, you know, over there on offense. And, and uh, you know, we had trouble stopping him. I think he had 120, mixing a 123 yards, running the ball against us last time. And I talked about the turnover. So again, we're going to um, investigate what we did well here over the last month and, and look at the things we need to correct. And we'll look at their tape and what they've done well and Uh, Hopefully some things we might be able to exploit and and, uh, be in position to go play a good game on, on Saturday.
0: And I think Rich Bisacci is spot on when he says that these two teams are different teams. Uh, I think Cincinnati is different than what they were when they played the Raiders the first time, and I know the Raiders are different as they're on a four-game winning streak right now, and uh, they're getting it done defensively. They established a run game now, and I just think that they're finding ways to win games. Well, I know that they're finding ways to win games, and it's just a little bit different than when you saw them in the regular season. Of course, playoff football is going to make you be a little bit different, and on top of that, I think Rich Bisacci is a better head coach now than he was when they played Cincinnati the first time time and the final thing I got for you for segment number 1 of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on Sunday before the Raiders game uh, I did the pregame pregame show before JT and Eric Allen took over the stage I was on the show it's called Q's Kickoff we do it uh, 1 hour before the official pregame show I had uh, NBC's Michelle Tafoya on the show and we talked about all kinds of elements of the game obviously but a couple sound bites that I want you to hear from her. One was, "How crazy was it that the Raiders, with all that they had gone through throughout the course of the season, were even in position on Sunday night to punch their ticket to the playoffs?"
1: You know what? It's it's crazy, really. If you if you go and, I, of course, you guys and your audience know everything this team has been through, but if you just like tried to go through it again in your mind and go through the timeline of what's gone on this season, it's not. Right. It's not. And to really, I mean, it's all about, it's been about perseverance. And I think one of the really cool things that Derek Carr told us the other day is, if we can win this game and go to the playoffs, I have so many lessons to teach my sons about perseverance. And, and you know, that's that's who Derek is, right? right? He's always looking for these other linings, these silver linings, these these lessons to be learned. He's philosophical that way, and I love that about him. Um, it, it, it just, it, it makes him great to talk to. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, you've got the Chargers who certainly feel, each team feels like they're the better team, but mm-hmm. you have to even say to yourself, with everything the Raiders have been through, yes, and it's a home game and they've won three straight, I, I think they're still considered underdogs in this case, and, um, which would make it even more amazing for them to win
0: and when they did and she was right the Raiders were underdogs in that game on Sunday night they were three-point underdogs to the Chargers which in itself should be disrespectful because at home you should get that three-point nod but they didn't that's how much uh, the desert loved the Chargers over the Raiders but uh, the Raiders have done a good job throughout the course of the year Uh, winning those games where they're underdogs, and they're underdogs going into Saturday's game against the Cincinnati Bengals, so maybe that's a little something good for some mojo. And Now, the final soundbite I wanted you to hear from Michelle Tafoya from NBC Sports. Again, does a fantastic job on the sidelines. Uh, She's been doing it for a very long time. She talked about Rich Versace and what he's done with the team this season given the circumstances that he was handed.
1: I mean, you know, I think he's a guy that every player knew because the special teams coach knows everybody, right? And so and he was able to find some sort of magical way to get them to, to to lead them and they all really respect and love him and have followed him and he's kept their heads in it and that is that has not been easy to do I think the henry Ruggs incident was the most um in, you know the most painful thing that these guys have been through right. uh, because we're talking about the, the life of a young woman and her dog that were lost and, and and this young man, Ruggs, whose who's whole future has been taken, you know, he's, he made a bad decision, right? right I mean, let's right. not sugarcoat it. And it, it's just, it's, it's, it's awful. It's just awful. And, and I think that that particular incident cannot be understated. It's, or um, I, sh- I guess I should say can't be overstated in terms of the impact. Mm-hmm. it's had on these guys. So Versace has had to get him through a lot.
0: And that he does. Rich Versace, again, uh, I don't ever want anyone to get it twisted. I have a lot of respect for Rich Versace and the job that he has done with the Raiders throughout the course of the season, being handed something. It's almost like that situation where, hey, yeah, you want to be a head coach? Okay, fine, here. Here's your job. And it's that kind of situation where you just know there's no way that you can win. There's no way that you're going to come out on top except for he did. He came out on top. The Raiders have 10 wins, and they're headed to the playoffs, so uh, hats off to Rich Basaccia. There's no doubt about that. He's done one hell of a job, so that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. Coming up in segment number two. want to talk about hidden gems on this year's team, and I'll tell you right now, I'm going to start off with defensive tackle Darius Phylon, who is now out for the season, but I got to give him some love because he did a hell of a job for the silver and black in the 2021 season, so uh, we'll talk about that coming up in segment number two before i get to any of that though i do want to tell you about turbo live and you know people think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes but for turbo tax live experts That's what makes things interesting. Life changes are exciting. They usually have tax implications. Maybe you were a full-time employee who decided to freelance. Now you need some advice on how to file as a contractor. Maybe you started driving rideshare after your 9-to-5 job. Or maybe you work in one state but live in another and you need help reporting your income. Well, the good thing is TurboTax Live has experienced experts dedicated to answering all your tax questions and finding every deduction for you. You can talk to them from your phone without ever having to leave your home. If you got married, had kids, or changed careers, TurboTax Live experts are ready to help you with your unique tax situations and get the best tax outcome. To TurboTax Live experts, an interesting life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing, they got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live.
1: Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is... Every day.
0: All right, Raider Nation, There we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about hidden gems on this year's teams, guys that are kind of flying under the radar but play a big role on this year's team. And the thing about it, before I even get into that, you know what kind of tripped me out as I was uh, thinking about what I was going to talk about, why I wanted to talk about it? I realized as Monday was the national championship game, and of course I love to watch college football in the national championship game, and Alabama actually took the L to Georgia. That was a big-time win by Georgia on Monday night. I realized that a year ago at this same time, I was talking about players from the national championship game that I was thinking that the Raiders would have a good opportunity to draft. So that lets you know what this week means as the Raiders are preparing for a playoff game on Sunday or Saturday. Excuse me. I'm not talking about the draft. I'm not thinking about the draft. I'm not thinking about the next coach. I'm not thinking about any kind of personnel, but the guys that the Raiders have right now. As they're still playing. I mean, that's the big time difference. And we haven't had that in a very long time. And as a matter of fact, have never had that here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast where we're actually talking about a Raiders postseason. We talk about the Super Bowl, we talk about the playoffs, we talk about all that good stuff, but we've never had the opportunity to talk about a postseason for the Raiders. So as I was watching the national championship game on Monday night, I realized. I'm not going to be talking about national champion type players uh, that the Raiders could be using from Alabama or Georgia. Now, there's players that they could use, and we can get into that conversation at some point. But right now is not the time. Right now is the time to talk about the current roster and who's going to be playing on Saturday Against the Cincinnati Bengals, so some players that I believe are hidden gems on this year's team, and I'm only going to point out three, and I'm not saying that there's only three. I'm just going to point out three, and uh, really, this started because of Darius Phylon and the fact that he's out for the season, and I realized how important he has been for this Raiders defense, even though he hasn't played every single game. He doesn't have stats that are going to pop off the charts, but he plays a major role. He's played in 11 games, has four tackles and no sacks in the last game, has 27 total tackles, two sacks. Two fumble recoveries, two passes defense, five and a half stuffs, and nine stuff yards. And again, doesn't sound like overwhelming numbers, but man, what he's done to help clog up the middle and slow down the rush, especially as of late. While the Raiders were on their run that they needed to win all four to get into the playoffs and they had teams that were going to try to run the rock. The job that they've done to be able to slow down the run has been very impressive against all four of those teams. Jonathan Taylor went over 100 yards but as I mentioned when uh, the Raiders beat the Colts it wasn't. 100 yards that wrecked the game it wasn't just something that the Raiders couldn't handle it was just yards again it it didn't seem like it was that big a deal Darius Phylon plays a major role and so someone's going to have to step up for him now and you kind of had that feeling when he got carted off the field on Sunday night but you just hate to see that because again he's playing a major role the guy hadn't played football since uh, 2019 he was with the Cardinals he was released I believe he signed with the Rams for a quick minute it might have been in camp and then that was it and Mike Mayock found him and I remember before John Gruden ever stepped down before that season ever started John Gruden said Phylon I like him Mike Mayock knew about him and went and got him so that's a good get right there for Mike Mayock and that is a true definition of a hidden gem under the radar guy that plays a major role how about a guy on offense how about running back Jalen Richard this is a guy that's been with the team for a while now and I'll tell you and I said it on this very podcast I said it on the radio I said it to anyone who would listen that I didn't think he was going to make the roster to start the season. But uh, Jalen Richard, he just does some really good things for the silver and black. He was a guy that didn't want to get vaccinated. He was a guy that was out with COVID. He was a guy that was injured. He's only played in 10 games this season. He doesn't have, again, just like Darius Phylon, doesn't have big-time numbers, doesn't have stats that are going to bounce off the charts to you. But there's things that he does that are the intangibles, the things that everyone just can't do. The last game, he had two carries for 24 yards, and really, it was one carry for 24 yards as he picked up that third and 24 Four on Sunday. That was huge. It was so huge that people got offended that I didn't talk about it on Monday's show, and I tried to tell everyone I can't talk about every single play in a 30-minute show. I just can't, but please believe Jalen Richard and his efforts never go unnoticed. I mean, he's a guy that's stuck around the roster for a while. They pay him some good money, and they do that for a reason, because he's a heck of a player. He has nine carries for 40 yards on the season. He also has 12 catches for 72 yards. He's a third down back. He's a great blocker. Blocking for Derek Carr on third down, and then he's able to pop out and catch some passes as well. Matter of fact, he's such a good and big key to this team, even without having big numbers. Josh Jacobs actually talked about him. He was asked about Jalen Richard after the game, what he means to the team.
2: Yeah, man, I told, I told Spook, I told him, I said, man, we'll sit on silence. I'm proud of you. I said, because you deserve this. I know I know. me and him had these conversations about um, if he feeling like, you know what I'm saying, he doing it, everything to the best of his abilities. And I told him, I was like, it's going to be a coming time where you're going to make a play. He made a play last week. He made a few plays this week. And I just told him, I grabbed him on the sideline. I said, man, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. And we just sat there all his people here. Um, I'm going to meet up with his family after this. But it's, I'm definitely uh, proud for him, man. And, his role is going to continue to expand. I think he's the best third down back in the league. I think he's the best um, plaz blocking or running back in the league, too.
0: So there's Josh Jacobs right there talking about Jalen Richard, a.k.a. Spook. That's what they call him. That's his nickname. And he is another hidden gem on this year's roster. He was a guy who earlier in his career had a lot bigger role. But now he doesn't really have that big role. But when he does get his number called, he's able to step up in a major way. And so, again, a guy that I didn't even think was going to make the roster this year has stepped up and shown what he can do. And you heard Josh Jacobs right there talk about his role is going to continue to grow. So we'll see what happens. Maybe this Saturday you see a bigger expanded role for one Jalen Richard. And the final guy that I'm going to talk about is a guy who hasn't even been on the team throughout the whole course of the season. He's only played eight games and only five with the Raiders. And that's cornerback Desmond Trufant, the nine-year veteran. He's a guy that actually played a couple games earlier in the season with the New Orleans Saints. He's only played five games with the Raiders, four tackles, four passes defense in Sunday's game against the Chargers, which is pretty sticking good for a guy who hasn't played a whole lot. But he's been uh, asked to, to play when guys have gone down with injuries. Of course, Trayvon Mullen, he went out with injuries multiple times this year. Brandon Faison was signed off the Chargers practice squad. He's been good in phases. And then Desmond Trufant has been asked to come in and play a role. Matter of fact, Keyshawn Nixon on Sunday only played one defensive snap. That's because a guy like Desmond Trufant was in there doing his thing. Again, four tackles, four passes defense. Uh, That's a big deal. For his time with the Raiders, 11 tackles and five passes defense. And the other pass defense that he had was that Cowboy game, Thanksgiving. And that was a crucial time of the game. This dude came in off the bench cold while the Cowboys are trying to drive and get into the end zone and win the game. Instead, came up with a big pass defense, forced him to kick a field goal, and the Raiders eventually won it in overtime. So, uh, he's a veteran. He's been there, done that. He's not the same guy that he was early in his career, but when called upon, he's been able to step up in a major way for the Raiders. Again, another true definition of a hidden gem on this Raiders roster. And I'm not saying those are the only three guys on the roster. Those are the three guys that I wanted to point out in this segment today, segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Darius Phylon, he's done for the season. Someone's gonna step up. Jalen Richard, of course, he's there, and then cornerback Desmond Trufant. So if you got a hidden gem, somebody that you think is kind of flying underneath the radar that needs to get a little bit of love, and I'm not talking about a star. I'm not talking about someone who's just been balling out of control. for it's Like, Don't call in and say, Derek Carr is a hidden gem. You know what I mean? Because he's a guy, he's one of the guys that stirs the drink. You know, the straw that stirs the drink. You can't say him. Josh Jacobs is in a hidden gem. You know, he's another guy that stirs the drink. I mean, you got to go, go with guys that are, like I said, under the radar, guys who might not get a lot of burn, guys who might just be there on a very minimum deal, but you've seen them make plays that you thought were very important to the success of the team, especially on their four-game winning streak. So let me know about it. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three. Before we get to any of that though, I do want to tell you about an app that you need to have. If you need to buy gas, GetUpside is the app you got to have. All listeners of the Locked On Raiders podcast are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to $0.50 a gallon cash back on your first tank. People who drive a lot, they're making a lot. Two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's absolutely no catch. The cashback gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime you want to your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or anything else. Just download the free GetUpside app. Do it today. Use the promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's promo code touchdown, and the app is get upside. I also want to tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is OnlineGambling.com. And if you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving gamblers the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. OnlineGambling.com gives gamblers the edge by providing the best and most trusted experience online all day, Every day, inspiring every gambler in the world to beat the odds. Don't make the emotional decisions with your hard-earned dollars. Make informed decisions with information sourced by experts. Be sure to consult OnlineGambling.com before you place your your bets. Right now, make sure you go visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL for all the latest gambling news and tips to give you that edge you're looking for throughout the playoffs. Remember, it's OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's NFL playoffs.
1: you Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Every day.
0: Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Raider Frodo. He's calling to talk about the whole tie scenario situation. Has a good question that a lot of folks I don't think are thinking about, but has a very valid point. Here he is, Raider Frodo.
3: Thank hey you, Raider Frodo here. Quick question in regards to the whole whether or not the Raiders wanted a tie with the Chargers. Um... During the game on Sunday. Uh, as far as the scenario goes, had the Raiders tied with the Chargers, who would the Raiders have played in the first round of the playoffs? I'm, I I want to say it would have been the Chiefs, right? So had they tied with the Chargers, they would have played the Chiefs. But since the Raiders beat the Chargers, now they're playing the Bengals. So like all over TV and on podcasts and stuff, I'm hearing how the Raiders wanted to, to tie with the Chargers on Sunday, but I guess the question people should be asking is who would you rather be playing, the Chiefs or the Bengals for the first round of the playoffs? Uh, I believe once you answer that, then you can kind of figure out whether or not the Raiders wanted to tie with the Chargers, but anyhow, um happy, finally made it to the playoffs, and uh let's go, let's, uh, let's get ready to beat the Bengals. Thank you.
0: There he goes, Raider Frodo. And yeah, man, that's what I was trying to tell folks in the press box on Sunday night as folks were saying, oh, the Raiders should just tie. They shouldn't take a chance on kicking the field goal. I kept saying, you don't want to go to Kansas City. If they tie, you're going to Kansas City. And haven't we seen that story a couple times already this season? It's not a very good matchup for the Raiders the way that their roster is currently constructed. Now, when they had Henry Ruggs and they had that speed to stretch the field and a healthy Darren Waller, it was a little bit different. But right now, currently, they are not constructed to really compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, you don't want to go to KC. So I I thought that, hey, you go ahead and you win that game. I mean, win anyway. I I didn't think, as everyone knows, that I thought settling for a tie was stupid anyway. But... You really don't want to go to Kansas City. Take your chances with the Cincinnati Bengals. You have a puncher's chance. Uh, Matter of fact, you have more than a puncher's chance, uh, and it's a way better situation than trying to go to Kansas City. Thank you for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Avant Raider. The credo is just win, baby. It's not just tie, baby. Not a perfect squad. I've seen them all since 1978. This is a special group of people, proud of my team. That's from Avant Raider. Uh, yeah, and you're right. It's definitely not just Ty, baby. But uh, that was a conversation, and it's been a conversation for a couple of days now of what could have been, what should have been, what might have been. Uh, Brandon Staley, obviously, has been questioned, but I'm so glad it shook out the way it did. I thought that was perfect. So thank you so much for that text. Do appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Michael out of Compton, California. He's calling to talk about this team being different and why he says that. Here he is, Michael from Compton.
2: Yo, what's up, BQ? Uh, Michael Habanero calling in from Compton, California. Man, just coming off of that win on cloud nine. I'm just telling you, man, like, this team's different, bro. Like, everything that we had, everything that we have in front of us is us for the taking, for real. The adversity that we had to go through, everything that this team had to endure, we got the perfect quarterback for that. As much as the haters want to say about Derek Carr this, Derek Carr that, bro, he's our quarterback right now, so let's just ride with him. You know what I'm saying? This red Nation. I mean, this is our team, so we got to go. Next week, don't matter who we got, Cincinnati, Kansas City, bro, it's on the hit list. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, man. I'm just excited. I'm mad excited. This is about five minutes after the after uh, we won that game. So I just got to let you know, man. I was, I was just excited to call the, uh, the podcast. So just got to let you all know. Michael Habanero calling in. And everybody in from Vegas, man, I hope you guys had a great time because that, that was a hell of a game to be at. So
0: Raiders, all right, big Q, peace. Michael Habanero right there from Compton, California. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, you should be excited, my man. Uh, the Raiders found a way to do it. You know, I didn't think that they were going to run off four wins in a row, but they did it. I didn't think they were going to make it to the playoffs, but they did it. I thought that they were going to be doing a little bit of talent evaluating the last four games, and they weren't. They were focused on getting to the postseason, and that's exactly what they did. So, yes, be very excited, get fired up, and do what you do, Uh, and get ready for Saturday, which is more important. Next up, got a text from Uncle Woodrow. He says, yo, what's up? This is Uncle Woodrow from the 707. The first thing that came to mind after the win was KJ's comments about not being the first team going home in January. I just have to say that it feels great not to be that team. Raiders. But on a serious note, my brother, Rader Ramses, has been induced coma due to COVID. He needs your prayers, Raider Nation. Thanks in advance. That's from Uncle Woodrow. And uh, first of all, to your brother, man, no doubt uh, prayers out to him and anyone else that's dealing with COVID or any other kind of sickness, man. It sucks. Uh, we all know how it's been the last couple of years, and so definitely uh, have our prayers with your brother, Rader Ramses. And, uh, yeah, I thought about those comments from K.J. Wright as well and his leadership and what he brings to the table, and he stepped up. Uh, in a major way. I do believe the last couple weeks uh, filling in, especially when Denzel Perriman went down earlier in the season, and then when he was banged up a little bit on Sunday due with that, it looked like he had a hand injury, and he looked like he was in pretty good pain on the sideline. But K.J. Wright has stepped up then as well, and I think his leadership really, plays a major role. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we appreciate you. Next up, I got a call from Jason, a.k.a. Rebel Raider. He's calling to talk about and admit that he actually checked out after believing the Raider season was over after that Kansas City loss. Here he is, Jason, a.k.a. Rebel Raider. Q,
4: Jason, a.k.a. Rebel Raider. I have to admit, once the Lakers' season started and the Kansas City tobacco game, uh, I I figured we were just going to collapse halfway Uh Battle born vegas born uh they proved me wrong on the field last night. they did a great job uh you hit it on the nail on the head on the podcast they always they always find a way to uh make it dramatic, but go Raiders man, let's go. we gotta keep winning. Later bro.
0: There he goes Jason aka Rebel Raider and he didn't necessarily check out but he was more interested in what the Lakers had going on uh, once their season started and once that Kansas City uh, really that massacre in Kansas City happened uh, with the Raiders and I understand I get it you know and, and I mean I'm telling you I didn't check out obviously but I did think that the Raiders were going to play four more games and call it a day. Pack up their stuff and and then off to the offseason. I thought that's exactly what was going to happen after the way that everything shook out in that Kansas City game. It was just that bad but uh, here we are. Are. You know, we're talking about a postseason game. We're talking about the Bengals on Saturday. We're talking about a trip to Cincinnati. I mean, there's a lot going on, and who knows how long the Raiders can be playing. So, uh, big ups to them for being able to turn things around and know that their backs are up against the wall, but still finding ways to get it done. So, good stuff, my man. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Got a text from Caesar in Santa Cruz. Q. Nice to see you again, my man. was a crazy game, but we're in the playoffs. Remember, I mentioned the formula for the victory, and the Raiders did just that. It's a great feeling for all Raider fans, and like you always say, just win, baby. Caesar from Santa Cruz, California playoffs and uh yeah man I was it's funny man I ran into a lot of folks at Allegiant Stadium that listen to the podcast on the daily and I do appreciate that and Caesar was one of them and really kind of laid out exactly what he thought was going to happen in the game and it kind of shook out the way that uh, he was talking about not obviously with the craziness on third down and fourth down especially third and long and fourth and long but kind of basically how caesar uh broke it down so definitely appreciate the text my man it was great to see you and like i said everyone else that listens to the podcast on the daily next up i got a call from tim g in virginia he's calling to tell a story and how proud he is to be a raider fan here he is tim g calling out of virginia
4: q it's tim g from virginia hey man i haven't called in in a while but um i've been listening um i just want to just just tell a little story a little bit real quick. I'm super pumped for this team. I'm very proud. I've been a Raider fan for a long time. Um, I believe this is the most proud I've ever been to to be a Raider uh, fan. Um, The guys really just showed out with some grit and put their hearts out there. Threw it all. Um, When I was young, I had a story told to me. You know, it was this man teaching his son how to drive. They left uh, this building and uh, they was going through a storm. A Storm come up, and the little young guy said, "Dad, you want me to, you know, pull over? You take over." The dad kept on saying, no, "I'll just go ahead, son." People were pulling over because the storm was getting worse. "Dad, you sure? Yeah, just keep going, son." And so eventually they came through the storm, and uh, it was bright. And uh, Dad said, "All right, go ahead and pull over. I take over now." And it kind of confused the little man for a little while. So they was going on down the road. He said, uh, Dad, why, 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 when we was in the storm, you told me to keep going. And why didn't you take over then? And the dad calmly just turned around and told his son, you know, everybody that is in that storm that pulled over, they still in the storm. So I think that kind of This is representing what the Raiders did this year. They just kept going, man. They just kept going. And, Everybody was bailing on them, uh, but the Raiders just kept doing what they do. Again, I am so proud of this team. You know, they just kept going, and that's my encouragement to Raider Nation. You know, lay them out, fuss at them, do whatever you got to do, but we, Raider Nation, we just keep going. That's all I got to say, man. Raiders we
0: out. There he goes. Good story right there from my guy Tim G out of Virginia. I like that. And that's got to be a down south story, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, I can hear the OG sitting around the table, sitting around the bar, maybe at the barbershop telling that story. And it's not wrong. You know, that's what I love about it. Hey, spending a lot of time in Texas, man, I had a lot of time to be able to sit around and talk to some OGs and tell some stories that sounded similar to that. So uh, I could tell, man, that that was, a, that was a down south story right there. But again, spot on. I like that. And uh, you're right about the Raiders man they kept on going through the storm they absolutely did they did not stop they did not say the storm was getting too ugly they just kept going and going and going even when it looked like it was getting too ugly for them they still kept pushing on and pushing through so uh good stuff my man i appreciate you and anytime you got a story especially if it's an og story man definitely bring it to the show i right? appreciate you next up and closing things out with a text from raider germ in south bend indiana yo q First of all, couldn't be more proud of these guys and this team. To show us and prove to us they were a different group than years in the past feels great. My question is, do you think the team will do anything to prepare for the cold weather in Cincinnati? 50% chance of one to two inches of snow also. Raiders. That's from Raider Germ. And I'll say this. As far as the team being different, uh, many of us talked about that we thought that the team was different from what we saw in training camp. Felt like that they were really fighting for each other. They were there for each other and they had an opportunity to do something special. But you know, it just didn't look like it at a certain point. And so when everyone questioned it and said that I was crazy for saying that and Vinny Bonsignor was crazy for saying that and anyone else who thought that, hey, you know what? The Raiders may have something here. I understand why you would question it and why you would say that we are crazy, but they do have some different traits than other teams in the past. You're absolutely right about that. As far as preparing for the weather, I don't really know what they can do. I mean, it's, it's cold in the morning. Maybe they can start practicing early in the morning. It's pretty cold here in Vegas right now, but it's not 28 degrees and one or two inches of snow either. You know what I mean? So I don't really know what they could do to prepare for the cold. The one thing I can tell you about the cold is the fact that the defense and the run game will travel, and it'll play in cold weather. It'll play in hot weather. It'll travel no matter where you go. So since their run game is getting good right now and their defense is playing good enough, they have a a fighting chance in this game, I do believe. So that's all I can really say about that, but uh, there's not really a whole lot you could do about the weather, what temperature it's going to be, and the snow that's going to be potentially on the field. On Saturday, So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you appreciate all the feedback as we get each and every day. The Lockdown Raiders podcast 707-654-4693. Again, thanks so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And it's so funny. I say that right. And so many people that I ran into at Allegiant Stadium uh, told me Q. Uh, first listen every day, first listen every day day. First, listen. it's so funny that so many people said that to me and I just think that that's awesome so I do appreciate that, remember you can find the show free and available on all platforms of course we'll be back tomorrow here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast starting to turn the page as we look forward to Saturday's game and the Cincinnati Bengals later on, we'll have the crossover edition of course we'll have keys to victory, what the Raiders are going to have to do to come away with a win that's all coming up the rest of the week here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast, news and notes and calls and texts while I'll be there as well so until then Raider Nation as always definitely appreciate you and just win baby